G'day trendsetters, welcome to episode 473 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Meg, and if you have a question for the show, well, why don't you just jump on through to transmove.com and on the homepage there it says submit your questions, click on that bad boy, start typing away, send in multiple questions because we love your questions and it just keeps the podcast ticking along nicely. Or you can just send me through an email, tim at trainsmove.com. And uh, I thought I'd give an update on my own training, seeing as I'm waiting for questions. Well, you go, while you guys are in on the website typing away, I'll just give an, <laughs> give an update. And yeah, I was never going to do this. And I wasn't even going to do the last one I did um, about my the two years leading up to very recently before I blew my Achilles and the string of injuries that came in yeah just everything was going perfect and all of a sudden in a matter of like a six-week period 3,000 things went wrong Um, but I I wasn't going to do that but I was looking to create content for the website for the podcast and get it going again and um, the thing that surprised me more the most is how many people reached out to me over that and sent me a message and when I click on my um, podcast hosting site, um, Buzzsprout, um, it gives me the the last dozen or so episodes straight off the on the homepage of each each episode download. So it's staring at me, and it was like one of the higher, um, it's either the highest or one of the higher rated um, episodes, which really took me by surprise. I just assume there's one man on earth that's interested in my training and that's that's me i just would assume no one else would be remotely interested but um i do appreciate that but um i I, at the end of it i i said i'm not sure what i've got planned i don't know if i'll go over to do i'm in western australia or at the end of the year or go do i'm in australia again next year or just have a solid year because I just in that just before everything came finally crashing down and I realized Iron Man Cairns was never going to go ahead um, I'd clocked up just slightly over a thousand hours in the 12 in the 52 weeks before that and and I didn't wasn't sure that I could mentally get through another year of of that even though 12 weeks before Ironman everything was going absolutely perfect it hit all the numbers for the first time I was thinking as many times as I questioned the path I I was leading into it I can see this is looks like this was going to work Um, but I said it was that whole I don't know if I a typical day, just one. I work sixty hours one week, twenty four the next, and so on that typical day of the t- week, I work twenty four hours. It's all just wake up, get the get everything going with the family, yeah, school run, come home qu- quickly, do a couple of the necessary jobs around the house that needs doing, laundry out and stuff like that. Straight to the pool, swim, come back, finish off a couple of the little jobs that I'm meant to do or just have some lunch, straight onto the bike, come back, school collection, get while my kids are away, getting ready to do whatever, my son's with all his sporting stuff, daughter with all the music stuff, I'm down downstairs in the gym doing a strength session and then come back pick it after dropping them off, picking them up, running around like a madman, get to, you know, do the dinner and just as the, the night's winding up, I go for a run and it just repeats. 
and so there's not a there's not a lot of time and on a even on the weekends oh you know long saturday would be like a six seven hour bike ride come home have lunch knock around for a short time with the kids that afternoon in the gym lifting weights that um the next day three hour run and then it's generally either we're going somewhere or uh, and on a good day we're staying home doing nothing so i can do some jobs on the outside of the house that's really being neglected and then I've got my kid, son saying, you know, let's play basketball, let's play basketball, let's play, do this, do this. And, I, and I'm all beaten up already and then I can't, you know, can't really go in those positions at, at a hard, at a harder pace that he would need um, because I'd be really high subject for an injury then. Um And then that night I'm back onto the bike and then it's just a repeat cycle. There's not much change. I don't feel like it's a grind um, at, during it, but I knew it takes a toll on the family. And I knew my family's been really, really good in, in the last year, but there's going to come to a point, and I thought I'll get, just, I'll get it over and done with. I won't be doing an Ironman in a year. They'll be fine. Anyway, so I've been umming and ahhing. I've been harassing the girls in Melbourne at the at the Ironman office constantly. Um uh, changing my mind left right and center um i'm booked in to do iron man western australia at the end of the year i've got a partially torn achilles i didn't think it was as bad as what it was i d- was starting to move around nicely without any pains without any strapping the other day um a week or a week and a half ago um i still had a wedge in my shoe um but i was just starting to move around okay and i'm thinking ah uh, wa probably not but, you know, even if I, I was half thinking maybe I could swim, bike, either pull out on the, at in transition two and just DNF or run the first, you know, 21 Ks in or two laps at Busso and then pull out or just walk the marathon or whatever. I was coming up with different scenarios. And then I just got a bit cocky because I was going a few days without any discomfort, without any pains in my Achilles, things were... F- and you soon forget you've got an injury and just lunging down uh, and click there goes again so you know i've got a few solid months of no running ahead of me so uh, that all aside i i was still arming and i want to do a spartan race i want to do a fast marathon i've got all these other things i want to do but but anyway uh, the decisions the decisions been made i'm going to go back and do ironman australia next year in may next year um i i pretty confident i've got got a very good blueprint on how to get myself to the perfect position 12 weeks out <laughs> out of it and um obviously my experience um and stuff will, will go go the rest of the way but um so that so that's the plan so to just to give that rough um roadmap on what i'm doing i'm i've started semi-riding again it's all all easy but um, because i'm not running and i won't be running until probably september um thereabouts and one thing i've actually been doing lately is um because i have to have have i've got to have um, my mind very active constantly and i found um actually training um i'm in training and all that crap actually took care of a lot of that crap but because i'm not 
doing anywhere near I have been. I've been doing um, other stuff to fill in my time lately, just because not training was doing my head in for the first week of no training whatsoever. And um, so I've mentioned in past podcasts, I've got a drum kit now, trying to pretend I'm 16 years, 16 years old again. And because my daughter's heavily into music and I'm trying to, I'm, I've been practicing two, three times a day now. And I'm, I'm definitely at a comfortable stage and I couldn't believe how deteriorated I've become on the drums. But I've, I'm definitely at the stage where it would be just perfect for me and my daughter. But uh, that's competitiveness that wants to keep going further and even though I've got no plans at all to play in a band or anything I'm shooting for the for the stars when it comes to technique so um, because I'm starting right back from the beginning one of the hardest drumming styles in my opinion is Marky Ramone's technique and style and I knew he'd released a DVD on to learn how he plays the drums and I thought Bugger it, I'm going to buy myself a Marky Ramone DVD and learn how to play him. Now, what it's you, if if you look at him playing slowly, any man and his dog can do it. It's very basic drumming. It's um, eight note on the hi hat. Um, but you do that fast and you do that constantly and you do that every song. Not many drummers can do that. Even the really good, even the really famous, a lot of the famous drummers can't do that for very long. They'll do the quarter notes, the but very hard to do. And so I mean, I went. It was. I thought I'll jump on his website and buy this DVD. And I'm sorry if I'm drifting off here, but I was thinking as I'm logging, as I'm getting onto his website, I think. It's bloody 2021. I reckon some are, some person is has already brought this DVD and stuck it on YouTube. So YouTube it, and there it is. So I've been learning his technique, and it's even though I have no intentions to ever get that close to that fast with playing with my daughter because she does slow slow stuff. But it's just a cool party trick when she brings all her. Um, her muso friends over and they're they're knocking around and i can at an incredibly fast pace hold a particular beat which sounds incredible really fast so um it's well worth youtubing marky ramon drumming it's it's very very good but anyway um so i've been doing that and also to fill in my little bit of extra time i bet did a um i recently did a course uh, an online course on achilles uh, and um, from uh, I knew knew the basics of um, Achilles injuries. I've even answered questions on this podcast on um, Achilles injuries and how to, how you can run, keep running when it's like tendonitis or tendinosis. Um, that you can run through those if you if you take um, precautions. And um, but and I can help athletes rehab through through that uh, the basics injuries but I, did, I wanted to go deep dive further into it seeing as i got a partial tear and i learned so much for, from um these online this online course especially on ruptures and um like for, for and, I, and i'm drifting off into another direction here i do apologize uh, but uh, if you if if you're an athlete that's had some um, Achilles issues in the past, uh, uh, you, then you're obviously going to be at higher risk of rupturing your Achilles. 
and there really is, a, according to this doctor, the, the main way to rupture um, your Achilles, and he, and he says it's really the only way, uh, but I'm not going to say I know more than him, but I'm not willing to also say that this is the only way, um, because I just don't, don't have the um, enough information. But I have Googled a couple of scenarios just to check what he was talking about. Anyway, but um, he says you, you've got to have... Um, you got to really tick these four boxes to rupture your Achilles. So if you've got Achilles issues in the past and you're not doing anything to improve your Achilles by doing different strength exercises and stretches to help improve it, you're going to be at risk of rupturing it. So you need these four things. Your knee needs to be bent. Your knee, your foot needs to be in the dorsal effect, um position, so your toes are pointed up, like you're running up a hill. You're running up a hill. Your knees bent. Your feet, your feet are pointing upwards on that on the the slope of the the hill, um, and you need to um, be um, turning at the same time, as well as providing power and most likely um, pronating at the exact same time. Of all that to happen, that, so. It's very rare that you're going to um, rupture your Achilles running in a straight flat line. But he says that you're not going to, but I, I'm going to use the words is very doubtful. Less chances of that happening. Because um, you, you have to have that knee bent, you have to have um, your your um, toes pointing up in, uh, or feet pointing up in to add more stress to the Achilles and you need to be turning at the same time and with that peak force going straight through. So for the athletes with these Achilles issues, so if you're doing a trail, a trail race, a trail run race, and it's, you're going up a hill and then it starts turning on the switchbacks, or each switchback you really should power walk your way through those to limit the risk of Achilles rupture. That I didn't know. And so, so I'm dropping a bit of 411. So I found that really interesting. And it was just filled with this course of all that. But anyway, um, so <laughs> I really went sideways there. So my training, uh, my official training, uh, I'm going to be doing 12. For 12 training blocks, four-week training blocks leading into Ironman. It starts from um, this Monday coming, um, and, I'll, and I'll run through a, a roadmap of what I'm, how I'm going to structure the next 48 weeks. So obviously there's not going to be any running, and I'm probably not going to be running until um, September. At this stage, hopefully September. I'm hoping to start in um, mid-August treadmill walking, Incline treadmill walking, hopeful, but obviously it, it I really don't know. Um, and I, I'm hoping to start um, the in in about three weeks' time actual physical rehab on my on my Achilles. At the moment, I'm doing a lot of rest, icing, um, heat, ice ice heat therapy, um, massaging the the calves and. A few and anti-inflammatory creams and and stuff. So I'm just letting it rest at the moment because, I, you know, it's what I do. Um, but I'm going to be doing an eight-week. So this is not running allows me an opportunity to um, cycle, just train like 
an amateur cyclist would. Like, so the what I'm doing, and and I actually just recently did um, a, a job interview for for to, to join the coaching staff of a a small continental cycling team in Australia. But I'll, I might cover that in another podcast. Um, but so what I'm the, I'm going to be able not running will allow me to. F- add more cycling to a different type of cycling stress than what i'm used to so i'm going to cut back the volume it's going to be a heavily vo2 um focus to eight week training training worth of um cycling five days a week and how it's going to look would be um over seven days day one's going to be a vo2 max session um, starting off with an hour, working up to about an hour and a half over the eight weeks. Day two is going to be an um, and with the VO two max with the VO two sessions, the recovery side of it is going to be done at seventy five percent of FTP. So we're talking about Ironman power. That's the recovery of it. Um, and in a in a normal when I'm running a night, I can't be. I wouldn't be able to. Recover at at that sort of power, not too often anyway. The fatigue would just accumulate too much. And when we're talking about cycling, what you'd expect for um, what you'd expect a, an amateur cyclist to, who who's in a small pro cycling team that's got um, a family and a job still. Um, there's different sort of programs you do depending on what that athlete targets. Um, for instance, a GC rider, um, would be completely different to a sprint rider through to a a domestique. Um, I'm taking on the domestique sort of type of training. That's the kind of what I'm going to be looking at doing. And and I'll give you a couple of examples, like a sprint, a, a sprinter in a, in a cycling would be doing most of his volume at a very, 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 very low effort, and some max and distance would be short, with some hard max efforts, uh, sprinting efforts, where the goal is to increase that power. While the GC riders generally, it's all about a more threshold type training, where it's going to be um, spending a, an incredible amount of time at or hovering just under threshold. Um, and then the, the domestic, the domestic um, type of training that I'll be doing is the the, the type you'd expect to be um, an athlete who just holds is on the front most of the day, just holding a pace. That's the type I'll be looking at doing to try and improve my own cycling. So day one's a VO two max section, starting off at, a, at about an hour, and over the next eight weeks we'll go to about an hour and a half, and that's what most of these sessions, except for the endurance sessions, are. Um, between an hour and an hour and a half, most are an hour and a half, but a couple of them starts at an hour. That's what I'm looking at. Day two is an anaerobic capacity session. Um, day then I've got two days off cycling, which is very unusual because I generally cycle um, in, in a normal Ironman build-up. I would cycle uh, at minimum, 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 minimum is five days a week. I'd never, never, never go under five days a week for myself, um, and just about every week, either six or seven days, uh, six or seven sessions a week. But anyway, day three, day three and day four is rest days. Day five is a VO2 
session again. Remember, VO2s is um, the recovery uh, is all at 75% of FTP. The anaerobic, uh, the anaerobic capacity session that's obviously done a lot easier um, in the recovery sections. Um, and day, what are we through? One, two, three, four, five. Day six is going to be a threshold session, starting off at four minutes efforts, and they're going to be built up to hopefully built up to three times twenty minutes. Um, the recovery on that's going to be easier. Um, and then day seven is going to be a three-hour endurance ride at seventy-five percent of of endure seventy-five percent of FTP for the the good bulk of it. So it's going to be um, and because of um, I haven't had any big issues with my Achilles on the bike at the moment. Um, but I'm going to be keeping them all, all these rides are going to be all indoors, 100% of it, so I can keep it all controlled and not put my Achilles under any uncontrolled stress that, that may occur. That, that's the goal anyway. So not running is going to allow me to recover more and having those extra days off is going to allow me to cover recover a lot more from it. But if it was a norm, if I was running and it was normal Ironman training, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to hold that sort of power for all, all those sort of sessions. Um, but so the volumes come down, but the v- intensities increase. As for, as for obviously not running, as for the um, swim for the next eight weeks, I'm going to be heavily focused on improving my swim kick. Um, it's something that can definitely needing improvement. And I thought for over the next eight weeks, in, in, in 26 weeks' times, 30 weeks' time or so, all the eight weeks of real kick focus now might see a two, three seconds per hundred improvement. So I'll, I'll invest that time now and do that. And with the strength training, I'm looking at doing about 12 weeks worth of just good foundation training. Um, as for the swim, yeah, to eight, eight weeks worth of real kick focus, then I'm going to be doing uh, 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, 24, 28, 28 solid weeks of very much technique focus it's going to be how to improve my how to become more efficient in the water how to improve my technique in the water as much as humanly possible and then that will give me the last 12 weeks of being more specific to Ironman um, for the bike I already said 8 weeks worth of VO2 from there I'm not sure what the um, what the next 12 weeks is going to be look like whether I'm going to take on start doing some local cycle events or do um part of me thinks it'd be cool to get to um train with the um a grade b grade cycling groups that take off of a morning um i've done it in the past and you're always going to get dropped i always get dropped on them because they're just crazy crazy paces they they pick up for friday but what days are they tuesday fridays is very much uh, balls to the wall sort of speed and the goals to try and get our goals to not get dropped but just about every time you get dropped in the last five k's and and that's all good uh, yeah but the like when i used to ride with them in the past it was all oh man i just want to get to the um pub i just need to get to the pub and then uh, I'm, and then you get to the pub right i just want to go to the car yard past that and it's it's you're just holding on so that's i'm half thinking of that and then i'm half thinking of cycling events i'm not really sure but obviously from um 
October, that's when I start really bringing the volume of the bike right up and building on more strength. Um, but yeah, not not looking at running until September, and then I'll start hopefully be at normal training full normal full Ironman training hopefully by um by mid-december that that's that's what the goal is um with strength training i'll do three months worth of just good foundation work then i'm going to be doing um a, a three months worth of complex um, strength training and then i'll be doing more specific um type of training that's going to help create more um swim bike run type of strength and then in the last 12 weeks it's going to be more hopefully and this is just a real roadmap here who knows what the body's going to be wanting to do if <laughs> this far out but the last 12 weeks i'm looking at more um explosive um try and get more power and speed through the through a little bit of work in the gym um as for hours for the it's i'm keeping my hours around 12 hours a week 12 15 hours a week for the next um three months then i'll increase it for um a couple of months worth of 15 18 hours a week and then that will allow me to the last 28 weeks will be anywhere between 20 and 26 27 hours of training a week straight into it and then hopefully I'll have um, a chronic training load numbers if we want to talk about that. I'll have um, the goal is to be roughly around 170 as my chronic training load number. Swim would be around um, 35, bike around 80. Uh, run's going to be around 45 and the strength will be around 10, um, thereabouts. So that, that should be about um, 170. If I can get it higher, I definitely will be trying. It, there'd be room to get it higher in the swim and run hopefully <laughs> if my body stands up to it all so that's kind of it's kind of where i'm where i'm he heading towards thereabouts so now that i've bored you to tears if you guys are anyone still listening jump on through to the website if you guys have a question for the web for the show trainsmooth.com until next episode hooroo